This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. Still recovering from Las Vegas last week. I've got the Las Vegas cough. I don't know how to make it go away. And I'm other cold. Than, <laughs> other than drink more, I guess. Maybe that makes it go away. Uh, we've got a fun show for you today here on the app program. Uh, we're going to be talking about the folding revolution. We saw all kinds of folding mobile devices. And uh, we're going to be talking about laptops and phones and tablets. There is a truckload of these devices coming out uh, beginning this year that I think will change you know, how we use these these devices and how we carry them around. It's really interesting to see how this has evolved just in the last six months or so even yeah. uh, as companies get better at figuring out this technology and finding innovative ways to use it too. It's interesting because what really interested me at uh, CES was the folding laptops. We'll talk more about this later in the program, but uh, I, I want one now. Like it uh, has changed the way I think about using a laptop. We uh, will also be talking about uh, cell phone plans and an interesting one from Google uh, called Google Fi. You picked up uh, one of these SIM cards uh, in a vending machine in the Las Vegas airport. And, you know, these aren't available in Canada, but if you can go across the border and get one of these, it is freaking amazing. And we'll tell you how cheap uh, this is. So if you're a traveler, this is the SIM card to get uh, because of the convenience and the price and how cheap the data is if you're roaming. Because I, I go traveling a lot in the US and you know we're doing a lot more international travel travel for the show. And it must, I'm, I'm looking at the bills, the roaming bills. I know the carriers have brought the price down, but then they jacked them up again. Uh, it's you know costing me thousands of dollars. Well, it's really nice too that a lot of the newer phones now have support for either eSIMs or dual SIMs. Yeah. So you can have your regular one for the office at home yeah. uh, and also have this roaming package in a separate slot. It's brilliant. Uh, we will also uh, be talking about some smartphone rumors. Samsung and Huawei are rumored to be uh, bringing out some new phones. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> uh, so the, uh, the new Samsung Galaxy phone, will it be a Samsung Galaxy 11? Apparently not. S20. Uh, oh, uh, you're going to have to listen to hear how amazing the camera is in this the new one. Huawei also announcing a, a new phone this spring as well uh, with some super cool features. I love Huawei stuff. I know there's a lot of controversy with them right now, but they have really been pushing the envelope when it comes to technology. And it makes it better for everybody. It does, because if they weren't here, I don't think we'd be seeing uh, advancements happening as fast uh, with the uh, the other guys, because they're keeping them competitive. Uh, so, John... I've got a ring camera system at home. So do I. And I've talked about it a few times on the program, but I am loving it because it just works. Uh, someone tried to break into one of my cars in my driveway uh, last weekend. And so I didn't wake up for the notification. But the next day I was able to go, I've got two ring cameras. I got the video doorbell and I've got one of those uh, lights on top of the garage that the, also has a built-in camera. The floodlight. The floodlight. And I got some amazing high-definition video of these stupid punks. And it was actually weird because it was uh, uh, two of them, uh, a, a dude. Uh, he was the one rifling through my car. I left one of them unlocked. Thank God I didn't have anything in there, but he made a mess. At least he didn't break the door or the window. Yeah, and his uh, partner in crime, I guess his girlfriend, who just walked around my driveway while he was doing just on her phone. <laughs> like she, you know, on Instagram, on Instagram, where she texting, 
TikToking the uh, yeah. the adventure. Oh, hey, look, we're breaking into this car here. Uh, so what was fascinating about it is how quickly I was able to get that. I took that video and remember that Nextdoor app that uh, yeah. we uh, we talked about. Uh, this is a fantastic app for knowing your neighbors and your neighborhood. Uh, it's like hyper local. So it's an app you can download for Android or iPhone. And uh, you send out invites to your neighbors, which I thought was a little weird at first because I don't really know all my neighbors. <laughs> Did you go to their, yeah. their house and knock well, on the door? Well, there's a bunch of different ways. You can do emails. and uh, But anyway, uh, through the app, I actually got the ball rolling and it really snowballed. People were really interested in getting connected yeah. with their neighbors in their neighborhood. I mean, you can buy and sell things there. There's a security section, which I used. So I, I posted on there saying, hey, uh, I got this video of these idiots breaking into my car. Be careful, keep things locked and don't leave anything out. Anyway, I got such a huge response from it. And uh, you know, and I, then I put it on Facebook in a local community group too. And a number of other people had footage and they were able to get it to the police and they identified these Awesome. These people. And one of them, uh, I don't know how they got the name. Uh, I guess they found him on Facebook. <laughs> and so he's got his profile on Facebook. And I'm just, you know, I can't be 100% certain it's the guy, right? Because I want to write on his, you know, timeline, <laughs> you freaking, and I'm using the nice F word, uh, idiots. You know, I'm going to break your legs next time you go in my driveway. Uh, but it's interesting how quickly that, that can spread. And so I guess that's the good aspect of these security cameras. So you went viral in your own neighborhood. I went viral. <laughs> but my God, these punks were all over. Like I live in South Surrey, White Rock, all over the peninsula. Like there were videos coming from everywhere. They probably have a route that they take. Yeah. Every night. Yeah. So, you know, obviously we sent that off to the police, but I don't know what's going to happen. Are they going anything going to happen to these people? You know what I like about Ring? They have a, a program down in the U.S. called Ring Neighbors. Yeah. Uh, hasn't come up in Canada yet, but uh, you join this uh, neighborhood app and it'll tie you in with everyone else's Ring cameras. I don't know how exactly it works, but I'm, I get the feeling that you'd be able to track someone yeah. cruising down your street. Well, and also it's it's good for law enforcement too to have that that information. Oh, yeah, that was the bad side of it. Yeah. Because law enforcement <laughs> can, can go in and easily get access to it. I mean, it's good and bad, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, that's why you have it in the first place is so you can catch somebody in the act um, or you can let the FedEx guy know that you can drop the package. So it's good and bad. I don't see it being a bad thing having the law enforcement have access to those cameras. It's not like it's in your bedroom, right? It's, no. it's shooting your, your driveway or your vehicles. And if they need to see something in there, I, I have no problem giving them permission for that. A lot of people are concerned about it yeah, because it's setting up a police state from your front door. I get that. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it, to be honest. Yeah. When they start tracking the movements of the people inside, yeah. the comings and goings, <laughs> that's a different story. But maybe your, uh, your neighborhood crime couple, yeah. maybe, maybe they have a ring doorbell as well <laughs> and, and the cops are watching them come and go. It'll be interesting when, you know, facial recognition is here, like, can we tie that in? Well, that's... Do you know what I mean? That's, that's the, the scary next sauce, though, yeah. right? Like, that, that's where people get really nervous. Yeah. Right? Like, but, if you had that aspect in with this Ring Neighborhood app... Here's Johnny's Facebook profile. Yeah, hey, this guy tried to break into my car. And, and through facial recognition, if it could go to the other Ring doorbells and video cameras outside, you could, like, track people down super quickly, right? Yeah. 
I, I know that's the scary part. Well, it depends on, you know, it's I an just, interesting I, technology. It can yeah. be used for good and for bad. Well, I just watched uh, Terminator Dark Fate. Uh, that's the new Terminator movie. Uh, Mackenzie Davis, Canadian yeah. in there, by the way. And yeah. Arnold. He's not Canadian. Um, and Linda. And Linda Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the lines in there was that it's a scary time right now because there's cameras everywhere and they're all connected and the Terminator could basically, you know, tap into that and find them instantly. And the Terminator continually found them through cameras, like CCTV cameras and people's web cameras. Well, and that was kind of the premise of the matrix, except the cameras were the people. Yeah. So yeah, from a Terminator perspective, this is not a, a great thing. No. Okay. We are going to have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about a SIM card from Google that can get you unlimited data and talk and text for 70 bucks US a month. Not totally available here in Canada, but we'll, we'll tell you a hack yeah. to make that happen. You're listening to The App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with The App Show. Mike Agarbo here. I've got John Beeler. Graham uh, has just joined us in our freezing studio. We actually record this uh, show now from our, uh, uh, our office studio. And unfortunately, in the little uh, area we're doing it, somehow the heat's not working. So uh, this is during the... Perfectly timed. Yeah, it's like minus eight out right now. and It's Hoth in here. Yes. You can probably <laughs> see our breath if you watch the video podcast. What's the, uh, what's the temperature inside of Tauntaun? It's lukewarm. Oh, <laughs> that's so bad. And I feel bad for the people that... Had to well, listen. actually, I feel good for the people that don't know what that, that <laughs> reference was. Okay, I want to talk about cell phone plans. Uh, as always, the Canadian thing to do is complain about our cell phone plans. Right. I complain too because, you know, doing a lot more traveling now and my roaming bills are like astronomical. Yeah. Well, I mean, Roam Like Home on Rogers was something that they came out with and it was $6 to use your plan when you went to certain countries like the United States. And I think it was 10 if you went to Europe. Yeah. Um, and then it became $11 and $7. And now it's $12 and $8 for Europe and the United States respectively. But they also, ex like before, I think it maxed out at 10 days. Yes. And so if you used it for 10 days in Europe, for example, uh, 10 times 10 days was 100 bucks. Yeah. It just maxed out. And if you were there for the, another 20 days, as long as you're in that calendar month, it was only that 10 days you were charged for. Yes. Now they've increased that to, I think, 15 days. It, anyway, it's just not as economical as it was before. No, it, so, it, it's convenient. Yes. Because you don't have to do anything for the most part. Yeah. yeah. You've got your number and everything. Yeah. So, so there's some math involved, right? Because you kind of look at it and you go, if there's a certain amount of days that I'm there, the $8 a day is, is worth it. You, you day trip down to Seattle. That's fine. I'm not yeah. going to change my number or whatever. But for those days where you go longer than that, suddenly we're looking for a solution. So, uh, you know, a lot of great solutions here in Canada. Uh, Romobility, mm -hmm. always on wireless. Uh, you guys found a vending machine when we were in the Las Vegas airport cooling our heels because our flight was four hours delayed because of the snowstorm into Vancouver. And yeah, it was a Google vending machine and it had Google Fi and it spelled F-I SIM cards you could buy for what, 10 bucks? Yeah, it was like $10 uh, all in. Yeah. And you get a $10 credit when you activate it. So it's essentially free. Okay, so it's a SIM card. Yeah, it's uh, just a SIM card. Talk and text. Talk and text uh, is, uh, they have two plans. They have a all-you-can-eat monthly plan, which is 70 US a month, or the flexi flexible plan, which is $20 a month. US. US for uh, talk and text. Unlimited. Unli uh, well, 
unlimited within in that country. Yeah. But if you do long distance, there's a, a oh, fee schedule. But it, was, for, it was pretty cheap. It's very cheap. It's like less than five cents a minute. Okay. Before you continue, um, that that works any like that works in all like a whole bunch of countries. Tons of countries. Yeah. I don't know roaming fees. Correct. Basically, it's the same everywhere. Yeah. Um, and then the interesting part about the flexible plan is you pay for your data in one gigabyte chunks for ten dollars US per chunk. Yes. But that maxes out. That maxes out after you've done six, uh, six of those. So $60 of data, then you're now on unlimited land when you can use up to 22 gigs at full four, 4G LTE speeds, and then they start throttling it down. Okay, but that's a lot of data. That's a lot of data. I've got- or you can get the unlimited yeah, everything the, for 70 bucks US a month. Same thing though, it, it it does max out at 22 gigs and then it gets throttled. I've got 50 gigs between four people split right now on Rogers and we rarely go above the 20 gig mark between yeah. the four of us. Yeah. So uh, that seems like a pretty decent plan. So some caveats here. Uh, there's a yeah, there's a few. First of all, you can only get this in the U.S. Yeah. Um, if you're using an iPhone, you actually have to have a, an a, an American iTunes account. Okay. To download the app. Yeah. If you're on Android, uh, again, you have to have uh, an American Google Play Store account. But as Stephen, one of our producers, and I discovered, you can sideload the app no problem. There's Google for finding that stuff, um, and the. The neat thing about this is that nowadays when we have eSIMs in available or dual SIM slots, you can have this sitting alongside your Rogers, your Kudo, your you Telus. of them in there at the same time. Yeah. So I'm going to ask some questions here. You've got to buy this in the U.S. You also have to activate it in the U.S. That's right. You have to be across the border. That's right. So they actually said right on the vending machine, activate this before you leave the airport. Because uh, that way you're, it knows you're in the U.S., and you can get provisioned a number. Uh, if you have a US cell phone plan, you can actually port your number as okay. well. But if you're Canadian, you can. If you're Canadian, you'll just get a new number and you can actually pick your area code where you wanna have it. So we could do like Washington State. Yeah, I think Stephen did Hawaii. And why wouldn't you? Okay, but could I buy this, uh, activate it down there, and then just use it in Canada all the time? Apparently so. They're not gonna cut it off? We haven't found any examples of that yet. Steven uh, activated it, activated his right at the airport. And and the neat thing about the flexible plan is you can actually pause it. Oh. So, and the really neat thing that we found is you can, so say you're in Vegas for a week like we were, you're done, you're at the airport, you're going home, you can hit pause. And then when you come back to Canada, you're only billed for a prorated amount the other really interesting thing that we discovered that we were not expecting, it is literally twice as fast as any provider we've used. In uh, at the Las Vegas airport, Stephen did a speed test uh, with, uh, we were using AT&T and I was using T-Mobile and it was, you know, okay speed. Then he did the speed test and it was twice as fast, upload and download. He came back to Canada, ran another speed test at, at YVR and it was still twice as fast. We don't know what provider they're using in Canada, but I want to be on that provider. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is kind of interesting because, you know, as Canadians, we're hearing from the federal government that prices have to come down another 25%. That includes all of the recent plans how, that have how happened. How are they going to do that? Well, I don't know. Rogers has had something like $8 billion in profit last year. I know, but how does the government go into a free market economy 
and to a business, hey, dudes, you got to lower your price. It might have something to do with the fact that your taxes and my taxes built the 4G LTE networks that are current. they're currently using. They gave the money to these providers. These are public companies. If yeah. the government makes them reduce costs in one thing, yeah. they, they will find somewhere else to make up that. Absolutely. You know, you can do that. You can find other ways to make that profit by offering other profitable services. But Canadians are sick and tired of their wireless rates being so darned high. We've seen so many studies. And in, in the last year, I've become a little less annoyed with them, right? It's, it feels like I'm actually getting a decent value. When I see things like the 15 days for Rome like home, when I see things like the six to seven to $8, yeah, you're starting to get my hackles up just a little bit. So I'm actually on the side of the federal government saying, hey, fellas, you know, profit's a wonderful thing, but uh, if you keep it up, I'm going to go with Google Fi. So this works in Canada, you're saying, John? Yes. So you could switch to this as your plan. However, you've got a U.S. number. That's correct. Which is a little dirty feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, just pick a nice state. Yeah. 90210. That's what I'm going to do. Yes. 90210. That's going to be my area code. Google Fi. Again, only available in the U.S. You've got to buy it down there. You've got to activate it down there. Yeah. And you've got to have an American iTunes or... Yeah, but th- those are all easy to get, and you, you can actually use Google or Apple Pay to pay for it, so you don't even have to have an American credit card. Slick. Okay, I'm, I'm interested to see you guys try this out. Are you going to actually do it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But this could be your primary? Uh, I don't know if it would be my primary. Why? Because you don't want an American number? Yeah, I, I like my number. I've had it for, like, ever. 604 represent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, when we come back from the break here on the App Show, we're going to be talking about the folding things. Uh, There are all kinds of crazy new laptops and phones and tablets that have bendy foldable screens. How will that change the way we buy and use these? Uh, There's some fascinating stuff. Stay tuned. (laughs) You are back with the App Show. Mike, John, and Graham here. Awesome show today. We uh, still have a lot to talk about Uh, later on in the program. We'll be talking about some of the rumored smartphones uh, coming out. Well, they're coming out, so we've got some of the details on those. The new Samsung Galaxy uh, phone and the new Huawei phone. Pretty excited about those. Uh, let's talk about Foldy Foldy. Uh, we were down in the Las Vegas Consumer Electronics Show last week, and uh, what really surprised me was the amount of folding screen devices that uh, were coming out this year. So we've seen them in some of the early smartphones here now from Samsung, the Galaxy Fold, the Huawei Mate X, and there is a whole bunch of these things coming out yeah. that I think are even a better form factor. And that's it. I think the first generation of folding phones felt very much like a first generation of folding phones where it's like, wow, that's a cool tech. I'm not sure I would have released that, but good on you for doing it. Yeah. This next generation, though, um, I looked at and went, ooh, you, you guys are actually onto something here. The different form factors, I think, is the key point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we got to see a, a bunch of them in Las Vegas that... We were all drooling over <laughs> and the, the the poor rep that was lo- letting us play with them is like, I have to take those back. <laughs> I think uh, some interesting ones for me would be from Lenovo. Yes. yes. Uh, so they're, they own Motorola now. And so we've talked about this. The Motorola flip phone, the Razor is coming back as a folding screen phone. We had our chance to get our hands on this. It was, so go to our website. I think we'll post a video of this. It was so much better than I was expecting. I know. It was, I want one. Yeah. I haven't is, said that about an Android phone for a long time. This is a bit of nostalgia I can actually get behind because it does look like the technology is there. My biggest problem with the folding phones from last year was it felt like the hinges were an afterthought. 
right? And, and they felt like very heavy. <laughs> yeah. and the They were big. They're big. The yeah. hinge mechanism on this thing, like, first of all, one, you get to feel like Captain Kirk when you flip it open. Yes. Awesome. And secondly, that hinge mechanism felt so buttery smooth. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of moving parts on cell phones anymore, but that one was like, you guys have done the work here. I think the big thing though, guys, the size, the Samsung and the yeah. Huawei's, their phones turning into tablets. Yes. There is like a heft to those things. The Motorola Razor was an actual phone size. It was palmable. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. when it's closed, it's it's wider than the original yeah. Razor. Uh, no question, but still it was a lot. You could fit that in your pocket so easy now. What I also really liked about it is when you folded it and closed it, you actually had the good rear camera on the front. Yes. With a really nice display to take the perfect selfie photos. Yeah, really, really neat way of designing yeah. it at that point. And they had a bunch of gestures so you could actually turn on uh, the flashlight and you can do other things with it that you can all set in the settings as well with just shaking it different ways and rotating it and that kind of thing, which I thought was pretty clever as well. So that was the one from Lenovo. They also had a, a laptop. The uh, Lenovo ThinkPad X1 Fold. Is it a laptop? Is it a tablet? <laughs> okay. Is it the future? Can it's I, the lablet. I can I tell you why? Lablet. Thank can you. I tell you why I love that thing? Because it was small. Yeah. And so you open it up and it's all, it's one giant screen. Yeah. So on the keyboard part, there's two ways to do it. You could either use a soft touchscreen keyboard like on an iPad. Yeah. Or it comes with a physical keyboard as well that kind of just slides on top of that. So you can use it like a regular keyboard laptop. Yeah. But what was the best part of that? You could basically fold that thing out flat and it's got like a little uh, hinge on the back and stand it up on the desk. You'd like, have that little physical keyboard and then you've got a big screen. Yeah, the little kickstand on the back and then the wireless keyboard was genius. This is probably the closest I've seen to something that feels like Star Trek technology since the iPad. This, like the whole thing folds together really nicely. It had a nice, was, was it a, a leather finish yeah. on the outside? Yeah. Um, and the way the keyboard slid into it, I was like, Again, when it comes to engineering, finally someone's doing the work, and Lenovo was kind of knocking it out of the park on this. It, it felt like a like a like a decent sized notebook. Yeah, right. Like not a book book, yeah. but like a, a notebook that you'd have under your arm. You know, that have all you know everything you needed, and it could be as big as you needed it to be at a moment's notice. I would feel comfortable walking into a meeting with this. Which, when I look at a lot of the other you know transforming tablets, I'm like. Ah, uh, you just seem like something that IT shoved at me. This actually feels like something I would go out and buy and feel proud to walk into a meeting room with. Yeah. But so the big thing for me though is that it's basic. You turn it. I mean, you can use it in so many different ways, yeah. right? You can lay it flat, and it's a tablet. Uh, you can still have it folding and use it like a laptop. But the best part for me was like folding it right out with that stand. Yeah. And then you've got like a flat screen monitor. A, a big, beautiful screen. A big one. And so that was a smaller one, but it folded out to a nice size. There were bigger models as yeah. well of other uh, folding laptops from other manufacturers that turned it into like a giant 17-inch screen, but folded in like into a nice compact package. Yeah, we're starting to see again this idea of the portable lifestyle, kind of a, a resurgence in that space. My only concern with all of these flexible displays is the durability. Yeah, <laughs> we just don't know yet. Right. Well, like, and again, you know, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of moving parts where you don't need them. You know, the, the unibody MacBook Pro, you've got all of this bits out of, made out of milled aluminum. You're not worried about all the pieces that connect together. It's sexy, it's strong. So we'll see if, again, that engineering continues all the way through. Um, do we have time to talk about the TCL? Yes, we have to. So yeah. TCL, Chinese manufacturer, you might know of them from the TVs. They're the, the number one TV manufacturer in North America now, or sales anyway. They make them in China. Uh, so they're getting big into phones. Yes. And so they had a tri-fold 
flexible screen phone. And I got to be honest, that was probably the best implementation of a folding screen that I've seen yet for a phone that turns into a tablet. That looks like a Rand McNally map. Yeah, it, it, it does fold out like an old style map. Yeah, yeah. Or like a brochure. A brochure, well, yeah. yeah. And, and now you'd said this earlier, John, that the thing that you liked about it was the fact that when you folded it up, you actually had a back to the yes. device, yes. right? Because we've yeah. seen that in the past where you're either folding the phone in, you're folding the phone out. It always kind of feels weird as to what's going on with the back of this thing. Yeah. This felt like a real phone. Yeah, you don't want glass on the back and the front yeah. when it's all folded up. So it's nice that it was actually something you, you wouldn't feel concerned about putting it down on something, getting it scratched or that type of thing. No. So there, there, was, there was some some thickness to this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a trifold. Yeah. Tis, tis a girthy phone. Yes. But, uh, but I mean, that said, when you, when you fold it out, you can't fit that kind of tablet into your pocket. You can with this. And again, you're probably wearing cargo pants at that point, but still it's a, it's a, it's a decent size screen for the amount of pocket space it We're takes We're going to see new pants from the Gap that will be shaped like the trifold. <laughs> thick, thick pockets. The 90s the are back again. Right. Cargo pants so, are in. Let's so do So this. my question to you, you've seen the phones that turn into tablets, Samsung, Mm-hmm. Uh, Huawei, now TCL. This, again, was a prototype. Yes. Uh, a lot of these things we saw were prototypes. Out of those three, which form factor do you think was the best? The, the TCL, hands down. It, it, yeah. I mean, like, out, out of the three, I'd pick the fourth. I'd pick the Motorola. Yeah. The That's, Motorola was lustworthy. Because the, the, the rest of them need to go on a diet. They're all too big for, yeah. you know, the yeah. hip skinny jeans that the, I wear. Well, it was interesting. When we were, we were at the Lenovo, um, they had a, uh, an area... It was like a restaurant in the Venetian. Yeah. And we did the interview with the Lenovo guy there. And we did it outside in the main walkway. <laughs> and we had a crowd. Yeah. We were mobbed. We People were mobbed. wanting to grab it while we were doing the interview. There John, was a Korean John, reporter that they had to slap his wrist away. Yeah. No, John was slapping him. Yeah. <laughs> John was pushing people away because yeah. while I was doing the interview with uh, the Lenovo man, uh, people were reaching their hand in to try to grab the phone off the, the little table that we were doing the demo on. Uh, the, the thing that I loved most about the particular device was it harkened back to the handspring trio, you know, the old palm days yeah. where you had a nice small form factor. You had a satisfying click when you, you know, would close it yep. and uh, it just felt great in the hand. Yeah. You could totally one hand the whole thing. Okay. Talking about smartphones. When we come back from the next break, we've got some uh, rumors about the new Samsung Galaxy phone and the Huawei P40. Don't forget to hit our website. We are giving away an awesome prize, Amazon Echo Show 8. This is an Alexa device. It's a touchscreen smart speaker, and it's got an 8-inch touchscreen. This thing could be in the kitchen, the family room. You could use it as your, your clock radio on your nightstand as well. It listens to your voice, and you can watch videos on it, Prime Video, YouTube. It's got Skype built into it. It is freaking amazing. Go to our website to enter to win this www.getconnectedmedia.com. If you subscribe to our newsletter, you're entered to win. Plus, you're entered into win all the contests this year. And we are giving away thousands of dollars in prizes. I've got some cool stuff coming from CES for it. It's going to be great. And none of us can win, but that's okay. (laughs) When we come back from the break, more rumors about some cool new phones coming out from Samsung and Huawei. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike, John, and Graham here. We're going to talk about some uh, cool new smartphones coming out. Uh, Samsung uh, will be releasing their next Galaxy phone. And Huawei, rumored to be releasing their Huawei P40 phone. And it's always interesting how you find out about these rumors. Apple's usually pretty good at keeping it down. 
but the Android guys, not so much. No, they... And, and it's usually from the case makers. <laughs> case <laughs> manufacturers. Here, take a look at this amazing new thing. You won't believe where the camera is. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, we will. So, uh, big one, uh, Samsung. Uh, coming out, this should be the Samsung Galaxy 11, but no. No, the rumor is it's going to be the S20. S20. They're, they're jumping nine well, numbers. It makes sense because it can get a little confusing as far as numbers and things like that go, especially when their com- competition is in a similar numbling, numbering schedule. Um, and so I guess the 20 is 2020. Well, and, and here's the other thing as well is their competition isn't just Apple anymore. It's also Huawei. And Huawei just released the, uh, I believe it was the P20, right? No, P30 was last P30, year. P30, yep. Yep. And we're going to talk about it in a minute, the P40. So you got to be somewhere where people aren't. Yes. Right. right? <laughs> I want the 20, the, the Galaxy 20? No, the Huawei 20, I don't know. <laughs> the Galaxy S20. So uh, the Plus is supposed to be even bigger than uh, the S10 Plus. So taller, skinnier. Uh, and an interesting uh, aspect ratio too. 20 by 9? 19 by 9 aspect ratio. 19 by 9. Yeah. Isn't it 20? The by S10 nine? was 19 by 9. Oh, sorry, this the S10. 20 by, yeah, 20 right. by 9. 20 by 9. Yeah, so we're almost getting to the 21 by 9 aspect ratio that you'll see in ultra-wide screen monitors if you do a lot of gaming or if you do some high-performance stuff as far as uh, graphic design. So that's been a, that's been a big thing of, of late. Um, we saw those at the Samsung booth. Yeah. Now, th- this, is, this is the question that I have right now is, when was the last time you looked at the top of your phone and you thought, I wish that was further away from my thumb? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you get one of those super long, weird thumbs. It's the, the, the new Galaxy Thumb. It's actually gonna it's gonna snap onto the top of your thumb. Um, you know, it, it's interesting because like the iPhone has a cool reachability mode where you can yeah. sort of swipe down on the bar at the bottom of the screen and it brings half the screen down. Because if you are of average thumb length, you're not hitting the top of that screen without some sort of thumb acrobatics. We've talked a lot about thumbs. Let's move on. So the camera, uh, apparently 108 megapixels. Is that? <laughs> I don't know. That's what they're they're saying. Needs more online. megapixels. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. Yeah, it can need a lot more memory for that too. But, you know, megapixels don't always tell the whole story though. No, it's always about the sensors and how the software in the operating system processes those photos. So, and, you know, to be honest, Samsung's always been very impressive in the camera department. So if they think they need 108 megapixels, let's let's see what you got. Well, it's kind of an interesting one, right? Because again, you're looking at file size. Right, so you're going to need more space on your phone. Those pictures become very, very large, uh, which means that you're going to need more RAM to deal with them, which brings us to our next point on this thing. There is a rumor that it has 12 gigabytes of RAM. Yes. Right, so the iPhone 11, I believe, the 11 Pro has, is it four? The iPhone 11 Pro Max is six, somewhere around there. Something. People have kind of stopped caring about it because it's just, you no longer have that situation where your apps are shutting down. But you can imagine if you're producing these massive media files, and you've got a bigger screen display, maybe you do need a little bit more RAM to work with. Well, and we saw last last year with the Samsung Note line, they were going all in on having this device as being where you create all your content now from a video perspective. Mm-hmm. So all the YouTube creators and, and Instagrammers and all those type of people uh, need a device that has the horsepower so they can do it on the go and post literally in real time. So this device has that, or at least it's we're, we're alleging that it will. Yeah. Impressive. So Huawei uh, coming out with the P40 Pro and the P40 in the springtime. That's uh, the next rumor we're talking about. This thing's got uh, apparently five cameras on it, because why not get more cameras on Gillette's there? calling and going, I think we have a patent on that. <laughs> uh, but also, what kind of operating system will it be running? 
this is the big question, especially with all of the recent trade talks and reports in yeah will will the us and china have settled their issues in time for this to be running the google version of android or will they be running their own version of android the harmony os the harmony os i got my money on harmony to be honest yeah. like and that, that's the thing if you're looking at huawei you've already put the money and the time and the effort into this if you have the ability to load the google play store on at some other point great but if you're now in charge of your own kernel you're now in charge of your own operating system you, you're not really beholden to one google or two if someone like the, the president of the United States right now is actually got their hand on your throat as a business. You don't have to worry about it anymore. And I said, I've said many times in the program that I'm excited to see the Harmony OS in action because it's another player that's going to help force Google to up their game because in Android land, they're the only game in town. Yeah. Is that going to make it more complicated though for app developers? Uh it's it, hard to say. It shouldn't do. I mean, again, if it is that core of Android at the heart of yeah. it, which is an open source project, and it should be, uh, then you shouldn't have that kind of problem. That said, I mean, anytime that we do fragment the Android marketplace, there are problems. So yeah. it's really going to be up to Huawei and Google to negotiate that or for users to go in with their eyes open, knowing that if you buy something with Harmony, it may not work with the Google apps that you love. Okay, we're going to have to take another break. When uh, we come back, we will... Be hearing about John's favorite app of the week. It's kind of cool. It's very cool. It's very cool. Uh, don't forget to hit the contest page, which is actually our newsletter subscription page. We're giving away an Amazon Echo Show 8 digital touchscreen Alexa display device. That's a mouthful, but this thing does everything. It's like awesome. Uh, you subscribe to our newsletter. By filling in the form. By filling in the form. And you will be entered into all of our contests this year. Thousands of dollars in prizes. You're listening to The App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. We'll be back after this. You're back with The App Show. Mike Agarbo here. I've got uh, fellow app nerds, John Beeler, Graham Williams. It's that time. It's John's app pick of the week. What do you got? This week, I've got Mini Watch Games 24-in-1. It's a mouthful. Okay. But use that search term on the Apple uh, App Store. Mm -hmm. It's only available for Apple. This is a really cool set of 24 retro-inspired games that you can play on your iPhone, but it also comes with 24 games oh. you can play on your Apple Watch. Oh. And they are so much fun. They're all like, you know, like Frogger and those kinds of games where it's a fairly simple move around. On your jump watch? On your watch. Oh. Yeah. yeah, they're so great. There's 24 of them. You can play them on either device. It's only three bucks to buy, and they just have so much uh, you know, break colors, super fun gameplay, and the perfect do thing. See, do I see Space Invaders? On yes. Do you see Space yeah. Invaders there? And yeah. Breakout and Pong? Yeah. Get, take my money. Yeah. <laughs> take my money. And yeah. I can play this on my Apple Watch. You can play this on your watch. How much? Three bucks. Oh, that's a steal. Yeah. There goes productivity. Space Invaders on my Apple Watch. Yes. <laughs> Those and are tiny little Space Invaders. It's actually pretty great, actually. Is it? Yeah. I've, 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 and you just use your finger? We'll use your finger or you can use the scroll. The, the scroll, yeah. Oh my God. Brilliant. And, and again, it's called? Uh, it's Mini Watch Games 24 and 1. That's all the time we have left for the app show. Don't forget to listen to our sister show every week. Get connected Saturdays on Global News Radio, CKNW 980, and across the Chorus Radio Network, Saturdays at 10 Pacific Standard Time. Uh, we'll see you again next time. Thanks, John and Graham and Stephen, for helping put this all together. Bye now. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app. 
TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.